0: Welcome to the very first episode of Too Gay To Function, the freshest, brightest new podcast to hit Spotify via the Anchor app you've ever seen. And it's me, your host, Dan Earnshaw, here to talk everything LGBTQAI+. And this week's episode is Being Too Gay To Function 2020, honey so before we begin with the podcast i just want to take a moment to cast awareness to take a second out of your day to appreciate that today october 26th is intersex awareness day and intersex awareness day marks the anniversary of the first public demonstration of intersex people in the United States of America and worldwide. Now, people fit into the intersex spectrum through what's called ovotascular DSD. The name implies that they were born with an ovary and overtestes, instead of just two ovaries or testes. In addition to other traits, they also have XY chromosomes. Now, Intersex Awareness Day, I want you all listening to this podcast to become more aware of what intersex is and to be more familiar with that key part of the lgbtqai plus and that for anyone that doesn't know is what the i stands for now if you'd like to become more aware or if you have any more interests you can find more at interactadvocates.org and i'll be linking that on my twitter which you can find at I, Dan Earnshaw. And it's a trusted source of information and a great place to start. So shout out to all those today who have been celebrating intersex awareness and on with the podcast. Hello and so welcome to the main part of this podcast where we address being function. too in 2020. So, why Too Gay To Function? Why is it needed in the 2020 to be talked about and addressed? I hear you ask. Well, Too Gay To Function is something that's quite close to my heart. It's something that not only is the sort of phrase, oh they're too gay, something that people talk about quite a lot, It's also something that's kind of jovial and sort of joked about in community and I wanted to take a moment and the first ever episode of this podcast to kind of just reflect on why phrases such as all they're too gay might be damaging to some LGBT plus youth. Now obviously there is some fun within the LGBT plus community. I mean there's drag queens for one thing um, and many other comedians that try and make light within the community and I for one love that. I do not want to cause any pain when I say that some people will use these words and phrases in vain. Now for example... One of the key reasons I chose to call this podcast Too Gay to Function was not only did I want to sort of centre it around the sort of too gay message and try and turn it on its head and encourage people to step out of their door and be their authentic self, whether that be a flamboyant queen or the traditional sort of masculine, um, capsuled sort of person that's in a cage of masculinity, or they could encourage it and they could love it. So, I'm not saying that masculinity is a bad thing. Masculinity is as fabulous as being camp and overtly out there. But we need to destigmatize the word camp and we need to destigmatize the whole being too gay, whether you're a gay person yourself or whether you're straight or cis and having that opinion on that gay person. It's about loving who you are. Now, the main reason I chose this, outside of the sort of addressing the two gay, is when it comes to the Mean Girls reference, um, which you might be aware of, where in one of the first scenes of the movie, we're introduced to two characters, one called Janice and one called Damien. Now, Janice and Damien, Danium, 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 Damien, Damien, it's hard to say, meet Lindsay Lohan's character, who has escaped my mind for some strange reason. So I do (laughs) apologise. And she's from Africa. Anyway, (laughs) the Mean Girls reference is when Lindsay Lohan's character is sitting down and Damien is sitting either next or behind. It's a bit murry in my brain. Janice reaches over and starts to introduce them and Damien snatches Lindsay Lohan's character's hair and puts it on his and say and says, oh, this is the colour I love. This is the colour I want, or something along those lines. And Janice says, oh, don't mind him. He's almost too gay to function. And it's kind of laughed off, and I laugh at it. Mean Girls is one of my favourite films ever made. But the film, I mean, let's just see when the film was made. I can't even remember, so I'm going to have to check right now, because it feels like an absolute year ago, a ago, years and years ago. And the problem with Mean Girls and that reference, 2004, there we go. So the actual context of that quote in 2004, gay people and LGBT plus people, it's a completely different world today than it was 16 years ago. And that joke is kind of contextually quite funny, because at the time, a lot of people were kind of, that was how they dealt with sort of gays. And it was real stigmatised. I mean, you're talking to someone who was 10 at that time, and I was in school. And if anyone was gay, they were ridiculed and ousted from society. So it was kind of a big thing to have a character like Damien in a blockbuster film such as Mean Girls. So to then reduce it to these sort of stereotypes and these sort of generalisations and these being too gay is almost a way of saying, oh they're gay but they're too gay to function and if they were too gay they wouldn't be able to function in society. And I know I'm getting a bit heavy heavy for a (laughs) a Mean Girls quote and it's just probably a flip away thing that Tina Fey wrote about. Contextually very, very uh, appropriate as that's something that would be said then. Fast forward 16 years later, And there are loads of people who would say that exact sentence today without knowing the sort of deep impact it may have on people. And as a gay person myself, I kind of wanted to use this podcast and this platform as a way to address concerns that especially cis people and cis straight people um, may feel about... um, saying phrases and statements like that, and not knowing the deeper implication on that gay person. And this happens for not just gay people, it happens for um, different ways of walking life, you know, you sweeping generalisations that come about when we talk about people, it happens, it's natural, we naturally do it, I'm not saying don't, don't start not generalising, it's just about addressing it, and trying to move forward from generalisations, and realising that sometimes it can hurt people, And that's what that phrase and that quote and the reference could mean to some people. And um, when I chose the podcast to be Too Gay to Function, I chose it as a sort of joke to kind of turn it back on its head. Um, And most importantly, it was sort of a a talking point within within the world, is this, this idea of gays being accepted. So as we move into the 21st century, we have a shift and it's grown so much in the last 16 years, believe me, the difference between being accepted as a gay man or a gay person or a queer person or just a queer human. (laughs) And so as we move forward into this new era of queerness and being gay, it comes with a whole minefield of what's accepted and what's not accepted. And that's something that we're going to be talking about today. So my darlings, (laughs) being a gay in 2020 is fabulous. I'm so happy. It's something that makes me proud, it's something that makes me, you know, really stand up and want to be outspoken on this topic, because there are some people who berate the gays. As we come out of our closet, you know, we spent years hiding away, censoring, being apologetic for who we are, you know, your whole existence is based around being sorry for, you know, having this sort of just liking the D, you know. (laughs) Apologies if anyone is listening to this, like, family. Love you! (laughs) But it's true, you know, we are, we are ostracised for love and, you know, we spend years trying to battle back and become people at the same level that people who are straight just naturally have. You know, it's a fight that will go on forever So after years of finally getting the courage to express your queerness and stepping out of the carpet, stepping out of the carpet, stepping out of the closet, you know, the ruby red slippers, suddenly you're met with a world who will allow you to step out of the closet, but then wants to chop you up and put you in a box, (laughs) or like a contortionist, try and, you know, put your arm over your head and fit into a box of acceptable gayness. Now, this is something that is interesting because it's something that is wildly talked about in the gay community as well as out of it. Now, this idea of being too gay. Now, it's something that is a lot to me. It means a lot to me. As a very camp and flamboyant person, I am consciously trying to think about how I come across Now this is walking down the street, this is um, when I'm talking to people on the phone, when I'm meeting people for the first time. You know, since I was younger, I, you know, not straight acting, because I don't think I've ever been straight acting in my life, but I was always censoring. And I thought the moment you can come out of the closet is the moment you can live your authentic life. And that's something that I was really happy with. And it's something that I pride myself on. And a lot of my friends and people that I know are always sort of saying, you know, really lovely things about, oh, what we admire about you is that you're always yourself. And I try to be, I really do. However, through years of voices of people saying, oh, you know, you can be gay, but not too gay. You know, you're not that gay. You're gay, but you're not that gay. And, oh, you're not Louis Spence kind of gay. And, oh, you're not, you know, coming out like, hello, you know, and we do it ourselves because we joke, and we we self-annihilate our own queerness in a way of trying to be more accepted. Um, And this is something that Jack Remington, for those that don't know, he's on Twitter, um, and he posted today a picture of Adele, you know, he's, he does hilarious tweets, go and check him out, I would honestly love him. Fun fact, he's from the X Factor Jack and Joel band, I found that out the other day and I almost died. And he tweets some amazing tweets, um, all about gay stuff and non, you know, LGBT plus related content. And one of the things he did today was Adele from SNL um, had a little sketch where she broke a glass and it was a very funny tweet. But attached to that was the, the quote, I don't mind gays, it's just when they shove their lifestyle in your face that it's too much now jack i am pretty sure i think he's made an announcement that he's gay um if not i'm assuming but i'm pretty sure he is um so sorry if that's not public knowledge and i've just got myself um in a little deep hole there um but i'm pretty sure he is um and he has voiced several times about being gay and you know the sort of ramifications of that in in this society and this tweet especially is something that i absolutely relate with on a you know deep level And it's about the whole, oh I don't mind gays, you know, as long as they're private in their houses, and you know, they don't talk about sex things, and they don't kiss in public, and hold hands, you know, Um, and they're not wearing girl clothes, and makeup, and all that sort of stuff, you know, and they don't shove it in your face, and most importantly, that they're not too much, you know, they're not too gay, and that's something that really sits and grates with me as negative, and it's just something that just doesn't sit right with me. Um, Because how can you turn around to an entire community and say, we'll accept you as long as you do this, and as long as you behave like this? You know, I, I think it's, love should be, it should be unconditional rather than conditional. Friendship should be unconditional rather than conditional. You know, you shouldn't love someone because they're a certain way. You should love them for who they are and the way they are. And it's something that really touched on me. um, And I found it really apt that it was today that this tweet came out, given that today's topic being the whole idea of too gay to function. And this is what happens within the queer community. And I don't think cis straight people really feel that same level of being too, too, too something you know, if you're a real traditional sports enthusiast, you know, you're almost lauded for being really passionate about your sport. If you're a girl who likes pink, it's like, oh, she's just, you know, a princess. And, you know, these stereotypes and these generalisations are people, they are themselves and they're living their authentic lives. And yet, for someone who is trying to be themselves, and has taken the courage to be themselves, they then shouldn't have to then fit, fit in to a world. Um, and that's something that I really feel strongly about. And there's a quote somewhere, I can't remember it, I'm absolutely um, paraphrasing here to the nth degree, but Oscar Wilde, you know, in a world where you can be anything, um, or you have to be yourself because everyone else has already taken, you know, there's all those quotes that you hear and I love them all because I do think that if everyone was themselves, we would have such a unique, beautiful world, and there would be no need to tell someone that they're too much, and that's something that I really feel strongly about. And um, yeah, so leave your thoughts um, with me on um, Twitter and Instagram, um, and what you think about that particular topic, Um, and yes, so let's carry on with the podcast, on to our last point. I just want to say thank you for anyone who's listened to this whole thing so far, (laughs) it's a lot of talk and I appreciate that, um, and I just wanted to kind of say at this point, you know, this podcast is something that's very new to me um, and I'm hoping to keep going in a way of trying and that you'll stay with me um, and please, please, please feel free to DM me on Twitter with any feedback um, or even just leave it on my feed if you if you feel that way, if you feel confident enough to do that. Um, but on to the last part of this portion, um, talking about being too gay to function and it's kind of the idea of passing. Now, in the LGBTQAI community, it's kind of this coveted thing that everyone wants to achieve, is this idea of passing. Now, especially for gay men, um, which is my key perspective, but I will be talking a little bit about um, the L and the T and the B, and other weeks, maybe even the rest. But today especially, the idea of a gay man being camp is something that sits quite closely with me and something that I wanted to talk about to you, the listeners of this podcast, to get a function. <laughs> now, why a gay man so camp is something that comes up on a lot of different topics, a lot of different shows, um, and this whole question is ridiculous. It's something that should be stopped immediately, <laughs> because why would you go up to someone and say they were too girly or too masculine if they were traditional cis male and cis female? You wouldn't. You would be praising it. You'd say, oh, she's such a princess or he's such a prince. So why would you go up to someone who is living their life and tell them, oh, you're a bit camp or I'll use it in a negative way, I've learned over my life to reclaim these titles and reclaim these words. And I've no problem being called gay now. I've no problem being queer. And I have absolutely no problem being described as camp. I find camp to be the most fabulous adjective someone can say for me. Because what that means is someone that is so overtly confident, so fun, so rambunctious, so just over the top that they have to be classed as camp. And I love that. Because what's the opposite? Being dull, being boring, being forgettable. I'd rather have entered a room and people go, God, he was camp, than enter a room, leave, and someone go, did you hear that? Do you see what I mean? And I'm not saying that I'm this massive, beautiful person that everyone needs to know. But at the same time, you know, we we want to make an impression on people and we want to leave people with good impressions of us, which is why I care so much about giving back to people and loving and spreading positivity and love. And that brings back to the whole being camp, because that's in my nature. I am camp and I'm proud, <laughs> and I would encourage you all to be a little bit more camp, even Clive who watches football on a Friday with his mates, go in there and be loud, be confident, you know, is that not camp itself, you know, um. and that's kind of the the start of the final point, and I'm just going to quickly google now what the actual definition of camp is, because I'd love to see, and I'd love to then address this whole thing about what is actually meant by camp. Now, um, oh it comes up with the actual camp camp, (laughs) like if you live in a camp, Um, so let's have another little look. So, um, here are some of the words, Um, oh the first word I can't even say, so let's go to the second one, (laughs) it's ostentatious, which I think means just sort of really out there. exaggerated, affected, theatrical, effeminate, or homosexual, it even comes into it. So it's sort of camp behaviour, these mannerisms, are rooted in queer culture, and that's fine. It's being effeminate, you know, it's being theatrical, and that's me. I'm effeminate and theatrical, and they're not negatives. That's what we need to start changing. You know, we've almost been sort of manipulated our whole lives as gay people to think all these things are negative, when they're not what a lovely, what a lovely type of person to be theatrical, to be effeminate. They're not negatives. So, when I hear, why are gay men so camp? I go, why aren't you so camp? Because I think everyone should be more camp, because why not? And in a similar way, this whole idea of passing is, if you're masculine, and you can pass as a, as a sort of cis straight man, then more doors will open to you. And I think that's wrong, because... At the end of the day there are gay people there are gay men that aren't camp that aren't effeminate and they're no lesser than all the gay effeminate camps camps gays one or the other (laughs) you know we shouldn't less lesser someone if they're not a certain way and it goes both ways so equally if someone's masculine and they're not camp at all well that's fabulous as well but as long as they want to be and they're not just doing it to pass now, when we look at lesbian, which is obviously gay, sometimes people use gay as a sort of overarching term, but when we break it down to LGBT+, the L is for lesbian, and I'm sure that's not new information. <laughs> and those women are fabulous because not only do they have to cope with the whole patriarchal, you know, um, establishment of a male-dominated world, but they also have to find their queerness Um, and I don't envy anyone who is lesbian because they have so many more obstacles than than a white gay man has, believe me. Equally, if not more so, trans and other identities within the community. But when we come to lesbian and who they are, and I'd love to eventually get one of my friends who identifies as lesbian on the show, Um, to try to get their queer voice on this you know I I don't just want this to be a male gay voice you know I want there to be different voices on this podcast um, as we go forward so please when I say the next sort of part of this topic don't feel as if I'm not mindful of the fact that I'm very privileged and the fact that I'm not you know um, that I am a white gay man and I'm not a female who has been institutionally um, disadvantaged and especially women of colour. So when we look at lesbians, a lot of them find that they have this whole, you don't look like a lesbian. And I just want to just, whoever says these statements, I want to sit them in a room and go, draw me a lesbian. And I go, and they'll probably draw the stereotypes, like with a male, like a gay man, they'll draw this sort of, you know, very skinny twink sort of person in a pink tank top with a pooch and a handbag. Equally with a lesbian, they might, you know, do leather and spiky hair and tattoos and piercings and, you know, or they might do a a very plain looking woman in a suit and no makeup and, you know, very, very short hair or, you know, all these sort of stereotypes about looking a certain way. Well, anyone that's listening to this right now who has come on to this podcast because they want a little bit of queerness in their life. I'm telling you right now, lesbians come in all shapes and forms. And to say to someone you don't look like a lesbian is not a compliment. <laughs> I can promise you that. I've had many lesbian friends who will absolutely say that the whole idea of passing and, oh, you don't look like a lesbian, is not a positive. You know, it's not a thing. It shouldn't be the kind of implied meaning is that oh if you're saying that then kind of if you infer the message it's that you're more acceptable oh you know you're you're lovely because you don't look a lesbian so you know you can you can pass in this society well my darlings my cherubs i'm telling you today that that's not a compliment um why don't we say you know you're a beautiful woman you know um or you're a masculine strong woman and that's not a negative and this is what we need to move away from We need to move away from giving compliments like, oh, you're gay, but you're not too gay. Oh, you're a lesbian, but you know, you don't look like a lesbian. These are not positives in the LGBT plus community. I can promise you that. And if anyone in the community feels that way, please express to me, but I'm going to make an assumption and say that you have been manipulated into thinking that that is what you want and you want to be straight passing, and you want to be a not a traditional lesbian, I can tell you this, you should love who you are, and you should express who you are, and that itself is enough. And with that being said, there's a fabulous picture that I posted today on Twitter of a bus in London that says, I'm not, if I'm not, hang on, I need to remember the exact quote, because it's fabulous. Here we go. If I'm too much, maybe you're not enough. And that's why I want to leave this podcast. If you think, and if you're hearing people say to you, you're too much, or you're not, you're, you know, you're "You're too much of a lesbian, you're too gay, you're, you know, you're too masculine still, you know, you're too anything in the LGBT plus community. Well, they're maybe not enough for you, you know. Don't lower yourself, expect higher. From the people around you, and with that being said, I will put my soapbox to one side <laughs> and say to you today, thank you for listening to this podcast, and I can't wait to see you for the next episode of Too Gay to Function. And if anyone would like to be a special guest, just drop me a DM on Twitter or Instagram, and I'd love to hear from you. And that's allies or all in the community, everyone is welcome. So take care, have a groovalicious, okie jokey moky wokey kind of day, and I'll see you next time. Much love.